Welcome back to The Garden Pod and I'm Mark and I'm again joined with James. Always a pleasure. Um, Today we have a very special guest with us, um, someone who's flown over from the UK and I think I'll let him basically introduce himself fully but he is Ecom Plus Dal. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you're here in Malaysia? Are we, are we okay to call you Econ Plus Dal? Or should Econ we Plus Dal or Dal is absolutely fine. Dal, okay. Dal is your real uh, name, right? Well, Dal is my real name. We can't diminish the brand, so I'm not going to give away too much. <laughs> it's always the job of students to find that out. If they're clever, they'll be able to work it out. Not going to get it from this podcast. No, no not from this podcast. No, no. We've got to put some digging in first. Excellent. So, but yeah. No, yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm in Malaysia. Um, I'm getting more used to international travel, but every time it happens, it's always amazing and uh, I never take it for granted that's for sure but now here invited into a workshop uh, basically a two-year course condensed into two days um, and try and just provide any hints tips secrets guidance anything extra to push the great students here at a garden school to their and top it's, mark. it's purely economics purely economics related yeah just the two days so uh, ram-packed intense but valuable and hopefully things that students don't normally hear and, and listen to um, but fantastic to be here. Um, Econ Plus Al, as I mentioned, I'm actually a YouTuber um, as well as a practicing teacher. Um, so I'm not used to seeing so many faces in different parts of the world. Um, but to actually see faces instead of just numbers on a screen is always a massive attraction for me. So no matter how difficult it is, and two days here and my jet lag is horrendous, <laughs> it's always worth it when you actually yeah. see the people that are watching it, especially yeah. when they're miles away exactly. from the audience you think you're making the videos for. Yeah. It really is a unique thing to do. So we literally just finished um, day one of the two-day workshop, which right. was primarily focused on AS content. But one, one of the things that I noticed that was incredibly skillful, you, you aimed it at three exam boards simultaneously. How did you go about that? Yeah, um, Again, part of what I do on YouTube, you have to be a master. And I've learned the hard way. If you're not, you just kind of get drilled for it. <laughs> uh, not in a, in a horrible way, but people find you out. And that can, that can hurt you a little bit if you're not careful. So I, I've learned from the start, you've got to master as much as possible. And the thing with economics, it's annoying that examples differ. But you've got to be on your toes and you've got to know pretty much everything about every example that's out there. So it's always a challenge. But I remember at the start, Mark, you were saying there could be five different examples. Yeah. I was ready for that as well. <laughs> so in fact, when, when you said it's only three, I thought, that's, I can sit back and Which relax. examples yeah. were you doing today? So today, CIE was the main one for, for yes. garden students, but at Excel, a fair few at Excel yes. students, and two AQA students just yeah. to okay. keep things interesting. Brilliant. Um, but no, more than happy. Though any way you can help, it's always there. And if that means you've got to put in more work and make sure that you're aware of all the other stuff, even if it's not natural to you, yeah. you've got to do it. And I think... I think Worth explaining one of the reasons why I really wanted to get you over. You are, I guess, a celebrity, um, certainly to most of my economic <laughs> students. They absolutely, like when they found out you were coming, the excitement levels. Um, the, reason, the reason we got you over as well, because last year you were in Bangkok, weren't you? Yes, that's right. And we nearly came over, but the timing didn't work for our students, so we decided that it would be an awesome idea to get you to come and see us, and, and we managed to make it happen eventually. I know, the concept of coming to Southeast Asia, I, never in a million years at all even like doing my own workshops um, I had a dream of doing that um, I always wanted to do something like because I always felt like I could, I could add some value and that was the whole reason behind YouTube I felt like I could do something a little bit extra which could help and that's always the motive and if I can branch out and do other things I always thought do it actually building these workshops takes a ridiculous amount of time and effort yeah. and delivering you can on your see own see the hard work yeah. that's gone it's, into yeah, it's, it's not easy and yeah. delivering on your own is not easy either I mean most people that deliver will, will spread between different providers yeah. 
but also if you can help, definitely go ahead and do it. Um, and kind of doing a few now, you learn as you go along. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's absolutely brilliant. I think noticing um, these, the reaction from the students, like just how, how useful you've been to them so far. And, and I've been using your videos for three years, to put it into kind of, I think three and a half years. Yeah. And it's been part of what we, I mean, we're going to talk probably a bit about flipping later, but yeah. a lot of what I do is I share your videos as explainers. Yeah. And then we talk about some of the concepts in yes. class. Yes. And, and one of the things about what you do is you, you really condense things so well and mm. make a really difficult concepts yeah. so digestible. Yeah. That is the key. And that's probably what, yeah. what's led I mean, to that, your success. Yeah, that's come from my own experience learning economics. So my background is I, I studied at Ada, loved it so much, my teacher inspired me massively with the subject, not so much to go into teaching, but certainly for economics, massive passion for it, university just enhanced even further. Um, so I've always just loved the subject and the intricacies of it. But there's also that massive frustration sometimes, you know? When you're learning something which is complex, you know it's complex, but it's got a really clear conclusion at the end, but the useful nature of it is there. But the way it's been delivered has been shocking. Mm. And it's like so frustrating because you know that this can be applied to so many things. You know it's got value, but it's not been delivered properly. I had plenty of that, especially at university. And I thought coming into teaching, I know there are certain things that are abstract. So mm. students will find it harder to understand than others. Mm. I thought if you can put that on a platform where they can just take their time and get it, it's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, did you uh, actually go straight from university to teaching? Yeah, yes, I did. Oh, yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, uh, I always put myself in the, in the shoes of the student, mm. even to the day, because I can remember what it was like learning the subject. And I remember what bits were hard and what bits were okay. Um, some things came much easier than it does for other students. I found economics the easiest subject out yeah. of all the ones that I did. Just makes sense, right? Yeah, it just made sense. Um, but so one thing I learned when I was kind of learning to teach in my first couple of years, my mentor was brilliant and said that what you find easy, a lot of other students might not. Curse of the experts. Yeah, and what you've got to do is get into their head and think, get into the process. Where, what part of the chain are they lacking? Get into that. So I've always put myself in the shoes of the students, and that's the essence of what I try and do on YouTube. Like I say, condense. I love that you said that. Uh, we've not talked about that before, but that's exactly what I go for: condensing a difficult topic area into manageable chunks. Yeah. And then how? What's the length understand. of your average video? They're usually around. I try and aim for try and aim for seven seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit minutes. of a golden number in YouTube, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good number, but it's difficult to go less than that because of the skills that students need in economics, mm. right? Yeah. So if you if you skimp, then to write an essay on that topic, they're missing out. Yeah. Mm. So you want to make sure that if they're taking notes from a video, they're not just taking the utter basics, they're taking the explanation, the deeper side of it, whether that's you know, analysing a concept or critiquing something, mm. you know, which is what they need to do. Mm. So it does make it difficult. You've got to bear that in mind. Yeah. And it means I have numerous takes on a lot of the videos. Yeah, you were saying yes. the other day, yeah. 40 takes for... Well, yeah, because even if you yeah, smash something, I always think in my head, you know, have I nailed that? Now, what I don't have is all the, the clips at the end. So I always yes. say, you know, thumbs up at the end if I've, if I've done it. But then I go into, like, ecstasy. It's gone really well. Yeah. <laughs> so I run around the room. It's like, yeah, smashed it. Go and see the wife. And it's like, yeah, absolutely killed that video. Amazing. Then you look at the end. It's like, oh, my God, it's 14 minutes. Start again. Do it Half again. It. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd just love to investigate a little bit further into where it actually started. Because I yeah, know you yeah. didn't set, you were a teacher. You didn't set yeah, out yeah, to be a YouTuber. No, no, and also, sorry, just, I know it's two questions. Just to give context. How many followers or subscribers, sorry, do you yeah, have sure. from views? Uh, okay, so subscribers at the moment, 72,000. 72,000 wow. subscribers. Yeah, so, uh, not on YouTube. huge. But um, that kind of goes up and down because of the cyclical nature okay. of, of the course. Mm. But the views is, is, I see that all the time and just can't believe it. So just about to hit 14 million. 14 wow. million. Yeah, 14 million. Wow. Total, total views. Total views. So, so from, from 
you know, taking where you are now, yeah. where, where were the beginnings? How did it start? Well, I mean, the funny thing was, the last thing I wanted was to be a YouTuber. You didn't want to be famous? Not at all. You that was be a the teacher. Last thing, yeah. <laughs> the last thing I wanted was to go public with anything. The video started because of my own kind of angst about what I was doing in the classroom. And I was at a very elite, a kind of posh, private, independent school, and these, the standards were very high. And that was the environment, and you could feel it. And as a brand new teacher in, teaching a course which is exam heavy, and back then you had exams a lot, you wasn't yeah. all at the end, so that pressure was constantly there. My head of department was another one that would drive standards. So it was hitting me in the face everywhere. And as a new teacher to the profession, in that kind of environment, you're always worried about whether you're doing enough. And even if you teach a good lesson, in the back of my mind, it was looking four months' time. When they come to revise that topic area, are they going to know it to the level mm. that they need mm. to? They might get it now, but what about in three, four months? Mm. And then I thought, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I felt I was putting a lot into my notes. So I thought the notes were really good. I was putting a lot into my lesson plans. I thought they were fine and good. My observations were going well. But I just thought, I'm not sure in four or five months that they're going to get it to the level I want them to get it. Mm. So I came up with the idea of making videos. Immortalize it. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, look, there are pl plenty of benefits of, of the videos for the students and how they can use it. Um, especially like learning at their own pace, mm -hmm. uh, revising at their own pace, mm. and also just overcoming issues or confusions that might have occurred through their learning. Mm -hmm. And often in class, you know, kids can't concentrate for long extended periods of time. Mm. And there might be a small concept that they've just kind of passed over, but they need to really get into. Yeah. Giving them their own space to do that was always in my head. Mm. But the students were very lukewarm about it. When I asked them, I told them first, do you want me to do this? You know, is this something you'll find useful? I had almost a blank response. There's really nothing existed at the time. So the I was concept going to ask that. When you were doing that, there wasn't... Nothing. I mean, there's a lot of competition now. And yeah. Well, I say competition. I'm yeah. not sure there is for economics. Though, well, is there? I, I only know the economics market. And, you know, yeah, there's some yeah. big names at like ACDC and, yeah, and yeah. Holden. Exactly. And Food, MJ Foodie and mm. a yeah, few of the yeah. others. Who, but what's, big, what's funny is we all have our own style yeah. different ways. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like... It's but funny how it's all different. But no, at the time, there really was nothing. I mean, YouTube wasn't really that big. We're, we're talking... How long ago is this? Uh, we're talking about four years. It wasn't as big as it is now. Mm. And especially the way it's used. Yeah. Back now, then. now it's an income it's, yeah. People, yeah. Well, as in, uh, even the way like students or general people, browsers, will use it, it's changed a bit. So now it's like a go-to for anything. Uh, whereas back then, it wasn't necessarily. Like, if you had an issue, you wouldn't go on YouTube and search you know, liquidity preference, you know, yeah. you would find yeah. a textbook first. It was yeah. still, that was the traditional way. So I think students were not used to it. Yeah. So when I asked them, they didn't really give them a response. But I said, it doesn't matter, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Give it a go. So I made a few videos and if you look back at the first few, they were the, the last Are they still alive? Just about. <laughs> but you can see like the quality of them is very poor. The, the lighting is awful. There's echo all over the place. Yeah. I just didn't care. It was just get the content out there. Yeah. But actually, if the content was good, I think people are still prepared to get through it. Mm. Exactly, yeah. You it's, know. Probably, it's probably more important than, than what it actually looks That's like. Right. But, but yeah. you were saying it's your standards that are yes. the issue, not, yes. not the viewers. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the intention was only for my own students, yeah. only purely. And I, I remember when I made the first, first few videos, it was really hard trying to share it in a non-YouTube way. Yeah. So if it was a school yes. you know, system, if it was email, whatever, and there was no way of sharing large video files. And I was stuck and I said, YouTube is the easiest way. Brilliant. It takes no time at all. <laughs> so I was forced into it. I looked, I researched and was trying to block it and only having certain people watching it because I was so concerned yeah. about it going public. There's yeah. no way to do that on YouTube. Yeah. 
so I was forced to go public. And it just... Uh, um, to although, although the unlisted option is a kind of happy medium, isn't it? But you can't... There's no way of just specifying who can and who can't. No, That's no. The issue. So the link's can't. out there, even though it's unlisted, someone can yes. use the link. Yeah, 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 yeah correct, correct. I mean, four years ago, things were not so good for Google Drive, but Google Drive streaming has got better in the last yes. year or two, hasn't it? Yes. If you really wanted to keep it private to yes. a school. Yes. Uh, okay. uh, but my, my motive was, for the first year and a half, not to worry at all about anyone outside of my classroom. Mm. At all. It was just to cover my back yeah. and to yeah. cover everything. And this is four years ago, and I yeah, guess it's yeah. pretty much when I found you as well. Yeah, yeah. maybe right, right. Uh, again, early stages. Uh, yeah. Like you, um, I wanted to make sure my students had some something concrete that they could look back yeah. on, but probably without your energy, I, I searched for someone else's work rather yeah, than yeah. create it. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, like you mentioned, uh, I was taken off and like, celebrity, I hear that. Yeah. I just yeah. Think, I don't see myself at all that yeah. way. Well, saw, I've it. seen it with you. We, we had a student playing badminton who recognised oh, you. Yeah. They're not even coming to... They didn't, they're <laughs> yeah. from another school, not even coming <laughs> yeah, to the conferences here. And there's me assuming they only mention it because they were coming to yeah. the workshop. And, uh, they, they just watch your videos. And they just recognised you. Just I, mean, I, I don't know why they, they see me that way. And I don't know what they are getting from me and what I'm doing where they consider... Yeah. They, they use the word celebrity. I have no idea yeah. why. Mm. Uh, but there's something there yeah. you saw how our students responded to you they were yeah. so made up to be able to meet you in person and the yeah. cues for selfies uh, and, <laughs> and, and, exa- and yeah, all I get from that is just don't lose the essence of what you're doing yes. mm. it's clear I, I don't understand why they you know, see yeah. it as a celebrity and all yeah. well, you're if, helping if it's creating them so an impact, much then, there is a yeah. Yeah, I think it's gratitude more. isn't it the yeah. gratitude that they've Massive got a lovely so, yeah. clear explanation Absolutely. and you know, even Barry was saying, oh, I've got so much from today in the workshop. Mm. What I would like to bring it on to, if it's okay, is I'd like to talk about this concept of flipping the learning. Because I assume that's, that's how the concept went from, here's a few videos to revise, to yes. actually, yes. perhaps I could focus more on discussions. That's exactly Did you do that formally, or, or did you, um, or was it just, oh, you know, maybe this is something I could do? It was more, maybe this is something I can do. Yeah. There was always the intention of this can be bigger now. Yeah. So was was, was it even existing as the concept flipping back? I don't I'm really know. To think about when I, I started. I mean, I think it was someone told me that what I was doing was flip learning, and then I started yeah, to research it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it there for our research. Know, yeah, it sounds a lot more posh, so I'm going to start using that yeah. phrase now. But yeah. the concept yeah. uh, was always there at the start, yeah. what the intention yeah. was. But yeah, after that first year and a half. Yeah. I realised that this could go bigger, yeah. and the way it could be used was greater. Okay. Do you um, two mind explaining what flipping actually is? Yeah, sure. Best if you do. Yeah. This. yeah. So flip learning is basically reversing the learning process. Mm-hmm. So where normally the foundations of the core essence of a topic area will be covered in class, mm. you would give students activities or things to do at home mm. where they would have a groundwork in something. Yes. And as a teacher, you would direct that. Now that could be your own innovative way. So it could be. You know, watching a video for an example. Sure. It could be reading something or hearing something, or um, it could be anything. You have to direct that as a teacher. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a goal at the end of what students have to get out of that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a target. Mm-hmm. They all come in ideally with all of that, mm-hmm. and then in class you push them further, okay. and that's that's where it gets amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it's time saving, uh, isn't it? Really. So some of the concepts that are yeah. basic that could be spent on and used yes. in, mm. using class time can be kind of moved to home yes. so they can come in and you can really extend the learning in the classroom. There's the efficiency side of it, but if you're pushing the, the pedagogy side of it, it's more where you can push them in class. Mm. And that areas of learning and progression mm. which you wouldn't be able to achieve in the classroom because you're bogged down you by the basics constantly. Okay. And the bigger issue is in the classroom, you'll have massive variety in learning styles and learning speeds. So if you try and cover that in the class, there's too much differentiation whereby you can push to that kind of a standard. 
Yeah. Whereas if you cover whatever it is behind the scenes and they come in with that base knowledge, a well-planned lesson, you can push the best to a level you would not be able to achieve sure. in the classroom. And in economics where you can discuss a lot, almost everything, oh my God, the level of discussion you can achieve is unbelievably high. Mm. If you have that, that time, yes, but also that core basis covered for you to actually get yeah. to that level. Mm. And I realize that because the amount of times now as a, as a trained economist, yes. you read something in the news or you listen to something, it happens all the time, and I think, wow, this can be taken to an incredible level. And that's yeah. the way it's going in my head. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, I'd love to do this in the class, but then when you think about delivering it, you think, oh, they need to know this, and they need to know that. Mm. That's going to take forever, and that's difficult. Mm. This concept, like a few years ago, internal devaluation. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it's quite... Uh, advanced topic area, but used in countries like Spain and Iceland. Mm. And you think, wow, this is different. I really want to get into that. And then you think, oh, they need to know about fiscal policy. They need to know about austerity. There's a lot there yeah. that if you just did it in the classroom, you wouldn't be able to get to where okay. you want to go. So would you also say then that certain things lend themselves to being flipped? Or yes. would you recommend anything to be flipped? You've got to or? be careful. This is one of the dangers of flipped learning. It's not for everyone because it's probably triple the, the lesson planning involved easily. I think also from the other point of view, there are some things that can be flipped. I think also, like you said... Um, in economics it's really good because you can flip that theory and then have great discussions and really get those essays right in computer science I realised I can flip the theory very well but the coding surprisingly enough doesn't lend itself well to they make one mistake and they need you they need yes exactly so I've learned that for my flipped learning a lot of it is I'll flip the theory but then if they get stuck, they need to come in that's with their point. coding. That, that's exactly what I'm saying about it. You've got to have a target in mind. Like yeah. what, what's the objective of the behind the scenes? Yeah. yeah. What, and then what are you going to then build on in the classroom? And yeah. there might be some parts mm. they just can't do on their own. So that's right. We were talking, myself and Mark, about like diagrams, practicing diagrams. Mm. You can't make them go behind the scenes and just get a diagram and then that's it. Never yeah. look at it ever again. There's got to be some element of practice and you've got to assess that yes. as a teacher. Yes. But that's what I mean about the planning. Yeah. Like you've got to plan two things there. Yes. you've got to plan what's going on behind the scenes and how yes. and also how you can stay on top of that and checking yes. that yes. they're doing it yes. yes now are you at a boarding school yes. so is that relatively easy does uh, that make it no, easier not everyone boards okay um, but again the, I get that question a lot oh what if some students don't do the work yeah and, you know and all that kind of stuff and it's, it's hard to give an answer it's issue, more, yeah. yeah as a teacher though if you can deliver in a way where it's like they want to do it yes yeah it's a very hard thing to explain but if it's not a chore if it's something that's unique and different mm. and unfortunately I suspect in the end differentiation is by result at the end isn't it because if those kids yes. don't want to put the work in but the thing is I've never had that before oh, that's every great. time I've done, I've done it must be more than 30 times now. yeah I've so never you, had a student not do the work so when you're doing the, are you basically using your videos and some tasks yeah, as yeah. well as other things often, what other examples might, might you give uh, often articles is a great way or watching yeah. like not videos of, of theory but videos of like if it's news or if it's mm. like a debate a discussion. I do that a lot so academic debates between economists is fantastic but often it's articles go and hunt and, and um, annotate and, and take in some stuff mm. but most of the time it is the core theory so take away some of the core theory and kind of play around with it and often there is a task associated with it mm-hmm. which I can then see so yeah. that's a good way I think that's the key thing isn't it yeah. you have to have something assessed at the end Correct. so you Correct. can see whether they've done it that's or not. right and then I, always the, the first task in the lesson is an assessment task okay mm-hmm. oh, makes sense. because you have to see to what level they've got to yeah. and then you as a teacher have got to have differentiated tasks ready yes. for mm-hmm. almost every outcome okay. and that's what I mean about the planning side it's difficult I do a very similar thing whereby we 
have them do some reading beforehand or watch most of your videos mm-hmm. and then when they come back we'll throw some MCQs and mm-hmm. look at some misconceptions great way to do it actually. Yeah. Great I think okay. we're going to have to wrap it up I no just problem. want to say thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming out here no I hope you enjoy your very tiny experience in Malaysia and you want to come back yeah, yeah. I hope we get to see you again in person, but if not, I'm sure we can uh, watch you many times over. Absolutely. The videos won't be stopping, that's for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Great I look to... forward to seeing more of those then. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Econ Plus Bye bye.